So as we are getting more politically acclimated, especially with this 2020 election that's coming up, we have to take a hard line approach when it comes to politics. We see as a community, we've been too nice for a long time. This is why people can go and play saxophones like Bill Clinton and still get your vote and then come out later with a crime bill that hurts your community. Uh, this is why people like Hillary Clinton will go and uh, talk about hot sauce and dance and roly poly, you know, just pandering to you because they know that's all they have to do to you to get something out of you. They can disrespect you. Uh, politicians can lie to you, etc. Now, the example I want to use in a great model that we should follow, in my opinion, because it's a model of power and what works is the Jewish community. Now, the Jewish community, anyone that says anything negative about them, their religion, their country, it's hell to pay. Something's going to happen to you. So much so that everyone's scared to say something about them because they know how to enact a consequence. And see, in order to have power, you have to have the ability to enact a consequence. And so they take the approach in which I'm trying to say for us to start taking, especially politically, is this is no forgiveness. Never forget. And I'm explaining to you what that means. If someone, for instance, was to disrespect us, call us names, stereotype us, etc. We never forgive that in their political life. Okay. It don't matter if they say, I'm sorry, X, Y, Z. You don't forgive that politically. And you don't forget it because maybe 20 years down the line, they'll try to run for office again. And what you do is similar to what's going on now on social media is that we are bringing their records before them. And we're starting to practice that, the no forgiveness, never forget, okay? And this is what we have to do with them, and it also sets a precedent. Now, the precedent is this. I need the black vote. I can't disrespect them. If I disrespect them, I'm done. It also lets politicians that's in office know that I better do right by my district, because if not, I'm gone. We got to take that step to move forward in the area of our politics. Because, see, politics is very cutthroat. See, a, a biggest issue that I notice that we have politically as black people is that we believe that people are going to look at our plight, which is a real plight, and feel bad and want to help us do certain things politically. But the way it works is in this country, especially in a capitalistic society, it is a dog eat dog society. No one at the end of the day cares about our plight. Now, the great Dr. John Henry Clark said that we have no friends, especially in capitalism. Every group that's coming in is trying to get their piece of the pie. They're not trying to get their piece of the pie and trying to give you some of theirs. Now, some people, of course, like Caucasians. They have the advantage due to slavery, due to Jim Crow, etc. So they're really not trying to give you none of theirs. And anyone that's come in after that, they're trying to get their piece of the pie. And we're sitting back and waiting for politicians to do something for us based on our legacy in this country. Now, the great thing about us out of everyone else is our legacy. Due to our legacy, if we attach that with power, we can actually combine the two of the legacy and the power that we're trying to seek for our community and 
make a lot of moves. But also we got to make moves in the area of politics. For instance, we have to go vote for certain people. We have to back certain people. We have to donate money and let them know, hey, we're donating money, but we expect something out of it. We need to understand that our votes is a business transaction. The business transaction is this. I need this. You need my vote. That's how it's going to be. If you're not going to give me that, understand you're not getting my vote. And I would tell my friends and family why I'm not voting for you and try to influence them not to vote for you. No different than what the Jewish community would do. If you, if they deem you an anti-Semite, they're not going to just call you anti-Semite. They're going to try to tell all their friends and family why you're an anti-Semite. So it's the same way that we need to be the exact same way. We need to let people know who you are, what you've done and spread it to all our friends and family. Yes, use our influence. Because, see, one thing about us as black people, we influence the world. We influence people on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, in our local lives. We do a lot of influence. They understand the power of our influence. But we haven't tapped into the power of our own influence to promote our agendas politically. We need to use our influence to say, hey, this person is not for us. Here is why. And let everyone know why. Or this person is for us and then let everyone know why they are for you. What's going to happen is other candidates or anybody else in the future will say, wait a minute, I need to get on their team. See, at one point in time, we could do benign and neglect to them. We don't have to pay attention and we want to acknowledge them. See, what's the great thing now is we are forcing them to pay attention to us. Why? Because we enacting consequences on them for doing things that's wrong against us. You see, when they saw what happened to Kamala Harris and how we all went after her and Bernie Sanders, you know, with Bernie Sanders, black women were booing when he came up. Why? Because his records are being exposed. You understand what I'm saying? Bernie Sanders does not have this big black base of support. Let's call that what it is. This is why he's trying to go get Trump voters. Understand that. Cory Booker, he couldn't even get out the gate. We win at Cory Booker. The people in the new black media. You look at Joe Biden. He getting at work right now because his record is horrible. So they are paying attention to what we're doing and using our influence to just show the people who at least follow us. This is what you're dealing with. They don't like that. So they are trying to counter everything that we're doing in their media. So it is a propaganda war going on and understand that. We live in a propaganda war. And for a long time, black people was not even fighting in the propaganda war. Understand something. John Henry Clark stated this. He said the greatest fighting force on the earth is the African. And the moment he realized that is done. And now we are fighting the propaganda war. They don't like that. We are exposing their lies in politics. They don't like that. We're talking about their polling is nothing but propaganda to get you to think Certain people are doing well. They'll tell you on CNN, oh, well, Joe Biden, he has a lot of uh, support with the black people, which is a lie. We know that the polls are nothing but to sway voters. This is why they told you Hillary Clinton was going to win. And what happened? Donald Trump won. But all the polls said that, you know, he, he wasn't supposed to win. So what I'm saying to us is we are we are now rolling. We're doing good. 
We got to continue what we're doing. And you know what? It can't just be me or a few people who have certain platforms. Some people may say, oh, well, you have this size of a platform and, and you should, you know, do this and do that. No, we need everybody involved. Everybody has skin in the game. When you say community, community means everybody. It doesn't mean one person. It doesn't mean a few people or select people. We don't need to do a talented 10th. We need everybody involved. We need everybody's sleeves to be rolled up. We need everybody to uh, put out their opinion. But at the end of the day, we need motivation. We need everyone to come together on the agenda. So with the reparations conversation, that is us coming together as one to talk about an issue. They don't like that. Trust me. They rather us fight about religion, fight about uh, uh you know, Pookie and Ray Ray and, and educated lanes. They rather us fight about, you know, black men, black women, dating choices. They, they love we fighting each other, but we come together politically on something and reparations has been something. They don't know what to do with that. Now, this is why I have been saying, listen, the one candidate that I've seen so far that support reparations that actually got a policy was Marianne Williamson. And let's get her to the um, DNC debate stage, which, Last time I checked, now she needs less than 7,000 uh, individual donors. Even if you donate $1 to our campaign, you know, you can do that. We'll put the link, you know, in the uh, description. And if you want to help out to get her to the debate stage, it would be great to do so. She's not an establishment candidate, which is great, but we need her to get to the next level. And at the same time, when you do that, with her, it not only shows her, but it also shows that we are serious about these reparations. We are serious about that. But that is moving together as one politically. And that's the last thing they want us to do is move together as one. And we got to continue to eviscerate the politicians that have horrible records. And it don't matter about the color of the politician either. Let me understand that. Tell you that. As a matter of fact, I'm harder on the black ones because I expect you to do what's right. The Congressional Black Caucus, they're going to get it, too. Trust me. Right now, it's the 2020 election. But a lot of them are coming up. And records, We people are going through their records. And I promise you this. We find a lot of things in the records that you did against the community. We're putting you on blast and say, who is running against them? Let's get them in office because they need to go. We have to enact that. And that will show finally our political power instead of us being a political whore because we have been a political whore for a long time. We've ran out and just did what the democratic party wanted us to do vote for them and got nothing out of it. Nothing. Now we're saying, no, you're going to give us something or we take the nuclear option. The nuclear option is we're not voting. And when we not vote, we're going to tell all our friends why we're not voting and hopefully influence them to not vote. It's a choice, but we can at least try to influence them and tell them why we have bowed out. Just like any other group who say you have messed with them, they're going to let everybody know why they have an issue with you. So this is the position that we're taking. This direction we're going. We're not going to be at the bottom no more. Okay, we have to collectively say politically in every area in our life that we're not going to be at the bottom we're going to get out of that. We, we refuse to let this country put us as a permanent underclass as a collective. It's, let me tell you something. People can oppress you, but you don't have to take the oppression. Understand, you could, if they're going to oppress you, let them fight for it. Let them be wore out. You know what I'm saying? It's like a bully. If you let a bully beat you, he's going to do it. But I'm like, if you're going to beat me, 
you will be half dead too if you're going to beat me. That's how you have to fight back. And it's better to lose and fight all you could than just not fight at all. And I'm, we're tired of being on the losing side of everything. We're tired of being looked at as the laughing stock of America and throughout the world when they know good and well we are giants in our community if we stand up and take that chance. Everyone come in and makes billions of dollars off of us. It's time to start internalizing that and making billions off of ourselves and benefiting ourselves and start cutting off all these leeches that's making money and doing all the things in our community. It also starts with politically, because once we get codified politically, everything else comes along the way. See, gentrification won't be a problem anymore because once you establish yourself politically, you have some control on who comes in your area and who don't. So we got to continue the policy that we have started. The we don't forgive and we would never forget. We got to continue that. Believe me, your thoughts. Thank you for listening to the Advice Media Network podcast. If you would like to send us some topics or maybe something you want us to respond to, if you're listening on anchor.fm, you can send a voice message in our account and we'll listen to it and try to cover what you would like us to cover on a podcast. Also, if you're listening outside of anchor.fm, maybe Apple, Spotify, Google, etc., you can email us a topic that you would like us or your situation at podcast at advisshow.com. And that's the place you can email us and let us know what you'd like us to talk about if you're listening outside of anchor.fm. Also, producing a podcast is something great, and we also would appreciate the monthly support. As you support us monthly, it can help us continue to do our podcast more and more and more and dedicate time and resources to it. So if you're on Anchor, you can click the support podcast and you could donate whatever amount you'd like to donate a month. Any amount is appreciated. Also, if you're listening outside of Anchor, you can donate to us at paypal.me slash advise media network. Thank you for listening. See you next time.